Rabbi Eli Deitch is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Deitch is here in the United States, and he is a um, he's doing a tour. He's actually at I didn't even know Manhattanville had a Hillel. He's at Manhattanville Hillel College today, or Manhattanville College Hillel, I should say. Starting at twelve noon, he'll be spending a Shabbat in West Orange, New Jersey. Sunday, he'll be at the General Store on Cedar Lane in Teaneck. Then he travels to Chicago, UNC, California. He's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Rabbi Ellie Deitch is an acclaimed speaker and author who inspires and motivates Jews of all backgrounds to take a fresh look at life by presenting thought-provoking Torah ideas in a manner that's inspirational and user-friendly. He lives in the old city of Jerusalem. Guess he's here to escape the snow. <laughs> and uh, most of his, and spends most of his time teaching, writing, counseling, learning, hosting, and being with his family. He's uh, the author of the number one Amazon bestsellers, The Case for Judaism and Jewish by Choice, as well as numerous other works under his uh, full name of Eliyahu Yaakov. Rabbi Eli Deitch, welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So this was not a strategy to escape the snow, right? Uh, actually, I'm kind of missing the snow there. I mean, it's a big occasion when you get snow enough to build a snowman. My wife sent me a picture of my kids with a snowman. Unbelievable. <laughs> no question about that. Um, so uh, you, you're here and you're doing this tour and your goal is to inspire people. Today is the first day in the month of Adar, the second day of Rosh Chodesh. We say Mishanichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha. So a lot of what we've been talking about the last day or so has been about happiness and joyousness. Is there a major component of our tradition of Judaism um, that is, in fact, happiness and joyfulness? Um, I certainly believe so, especially if you think about it. You see, a lot of a lot of people today, especially in the Western world in the United States, joy and depression is unfortunately uh, a big topic, meaning to say that, um, you know, I think the culture around us has it a little bit wrong, where they put in the back of our minds that our level of joy is a dependent. That's dependent on how much stuff I get, on what I receive, um, on what's uh, the things that I have incoming in my life. Um, and while there is a certain necessity to have a certain bottom, you know, certain bottom line minimum, um, I think that if we turn it around, uh, we can see that it has a lot more to do with what I'm doing than what I'm receiving. You know, they put in the back of our minds. That if only, like this calculation, you know, if only I had that uh, girl, then I'd be happy. If only I had that guy, then I'd be happy. If only I had that job, if only I had that six-figure income, if only I had those looks, if only I had that figure, if only I had that life, then I'd be happy. But imagine, you know, imagine one day you get one of those things. Imagine you win the lottery, right? So, of course, even the psychologist will tell you that you're going to have a high from that. That's obvious. But even the psychologist will tell you that maximum, maximum, that high will last no longer than six weeks. Right? Uh-huh. Then you come down from that high, and you're, same, you're back to the same state you were before, more or less, just maybe with more money. And so we see that our level of joy is really has to do not with what we're intaking, but really much more so, I believe, with what we're outputting. And ah. To the extent we go ahead and clarify who we really are, what we're really here for, what's life all about, and make real moves in order to go ahead and follow up on that. So we will access the part, we will go ahead and live out our inner potential into actualization. And I think this gets much more to, uh, to, to a joyous state. You know, I think that if we could, if in a nutshell, I think we could define joy as 
the experience of actualizing the reality of who we are. Why does it seem that your neighbors, and again, you live in the old city of Jerusalem, sounds from your voice that you're not originally from the old city of Jerusalem. Why does it seem that your neighbors, your colleagues in that special area of the world that we know as the old city, uh, take this to heart? That they really get what happiness and joy is all about, while many of us who are pursuing some of the things you describe never get it. Um, well, look, I think that I think it's you know kind of along the lines of what I'm saying. Um, you know, I think people are certainly where I live. Thank God, uh, we're blessed to be uh, focused on you know, and this is all a generalization, of course, um, but definitely we're like more focused on you know what are we doing here, what's life all about. And, um, you know, try to, try to follow up on that. And that's not to say that, uh, there aren't certainly, you know, people here in America who are, who are also doing that because, you know, if, even if a person is involved, uh, certainly if a person is involved much more in the working world, um, a person, thank God, is blessed with a lot of money. Okay. So then the question is, do I see that as the ends or do I see that as uh, a great, a means, a means right. to do something positive with that? Um, and to the extent, uh, to the extent the person sees it that way, I think that they're going to be able to, uh, look in a, look, see life in a bigger picture and be able to see the means that God has given them and then hopefully, you know, use it for some positive, uh, some positive cause that benefits others, benefits the Jewish people, benefits the world. Rabbi Ellie Deitch speaks in West Orange this Shabbat, Teaneck this coming Sunday. Your topic in West Orange is our soul and how it affects us. I thought we're supposed to affect our soul, and that it doesn't necessarily affect us. Okay, so when we talk, when we when we're thinking about the soul, um, the, we what, I, what I'm looking at in that talk, in that particular talk is um, about what makes us tick. Meaning to say that if we understand, uh, when we understand the concept of what the soul is all about, and you know, I don't want to give it all away here, um, <laughs> we're able to. Um, we're able to understand why it is, why we feel what we feel, why we, what, like, for example, things like this having to do with joy, you know, what, what makes us tick, what inspires us? Like today also I'm speaking in this place called Manhattan, Manhattanville College. Right. Right. And, um, which is, by the way, one of the things I try to do is try to get into places that, uh, a lot of, you know, there isn't much, uh, Judaism or Jewish content uh, happening. So, right, like you mentioned, Manhattanville College, you didn't, you didn't know there were any, it existed, let alone that there is. Some we we, o- we only notice we only notice them in Manhattanville because they play Yeshiva University in basketball. That's it. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> so, um, so you know, so what I'm try- right. So that's one of the things I'm trying to do. But, um, but what what I'm trying to get at is getting in getting to uh, what like what I'm doing over there, for example, today, we're going to get to really what makes us tick. Why are people into sports? You know, sports is an entertainment. You sit back, watch the game, I get that. But the passion that people, some people have behind it, what, where does that come from? You know, that you have such a passion for that. Or, and why, for example, people like to collect things, build collections, build anywhere between building an empire to building a comic book collection. To build, like, where does that come from in a person? You know, certainly an animal doesn't have such a collection. Right. You know, maybe a beaver collects sticks, but that's for a, that's for a purpose that we can see that's very clear. What is it? What is driving the person to do these things? If we can understand that correctly, understand where that comes from, and of course, if, when we understand the soul, we're going to be able to understand what that comes where that comes from. No question about um, that. So this is so this is where what we're trying to get at. Amazing. Uh, tell me about the relationship that you formed with Birthright Israel over the years. 
Yeah, so um, it's actually quite uh, a little bit of a miracle, but um, to keep a long story short, um, basically I'm, I, I make my way into birthright uh, trips, and thank God I have uh, permission from them and certification from them to, to approach the providers. And uh, this is, again, another way that um, I get in, uh, I'm getting, I've been blessed to get in to, to speak with Jews that don't have uh, much other Jewish background, much Jewish exposure really to anything, um, and I give them, I do a little program with them and hopefully have them inspired and get them to really write letters to themselves of what do they want to say now that they're on a high, they see the Israel side of themselves, what do I want to say then to my three months from now self? I'm going to go back to America, I'm going to go back to where I came from, and while it's a beautiful high and I see things clearly now, we, you know, we all know the way, the nature of things, that you get back to your similar surroundings, and um, unfortunately that high... Uh, you know, kind of passes by, and then, okay, so what do I want to take with this? What messages do I want to take with this, to take for myself? And um, and then we follow up, and then also we follow up on them, with them, and uh, try to, you know, connect with them and connect them to things that, that are available to them in their areas and connect with Jewish organizations, etc. And also I'm working now on a big project to um, start seminars online uh, in which people will be able to continue the inspiration and hopefully, you know, take that inspiration and make something real out of it in an ongoing basis, learn once a week online, and then, uh, God willing, we'll bring them back to Israel for future trips, and uh, but trips with uh, perhaps stronger uh, content, a certain focus on, uh, on Judaism and Jewish learning. Um, this is what you know. This is what we're after right now. This is what we're doing right now. Finally, we mentioned the books you've written. Um, the, the case for Judaism. I know it's hard to do this in sixty seconds, but could you give us a uh, a description of the goal of the book, what you were trying to accomplish with it, so we can understand what direction you're coming from? Sure. Uh, the case for Judaism is trying to basically do exactly as the title says: state the case for Judaism. State the case for Judaism, meaning you know. And this is really what I guess inspired me to get into all, all of this Jewish outreach activity is uh, when I grew up, um, so I heard a lot about the what's of Judaism and the how's of Judaism, what to do, how to do it. But, like, why on earth should I be involved in this? Why on earth should I care? Why should this make a difference in my life? You know, okay, it's very nice you can teach me different ways to make tea on Shabbat, but, why, but like, really, why should I, why should I keep Shabbos you know, from, a, from a philosophical perspective and also from a spiritual perspective? And so I think a lot of times this is passed over. Um, in Jewish educational system, and um, basically this is what I'm trying to do uh, in this book is, okay, why should I be, believe that there's a God? Why should I believe God gave the Torah to the Jewish people? Why should I believe that the Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral Torah, is legit and relevant? These are all things that I think, as Jews, we need to have, some, we need to have clarity on this. Yes, of course, we have to accept the Sora and take, and take that with us, but in a world where there's all sorts of options out there and they're all at our finger, fingertips, we should have very solid reasoning and foundation as to why believe and why do what we do. Phenomenal. This is really what this, this is what this book is trying to lay out in a concise and clear uh, fashion. Uh, phenomenal. Rabbi Ellie Deitch is in West Orange this Shabbos. Check him out. Teaneck at the General Store on Cedar Lane starting at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Where do people see your full schedule? Um, uh, you know what? I'm gonna, if it's all right with you, I'll send it over to you and, uh, and you can post it or I'll have it also on my website. Well, get your Jew on.com. Get, get your Jew on. Rabbi Ellie Deitch, have a joyous month of Adar, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Friday morning, Rosh Chodesh Adar, JMDM on this era of Shabbos Parshas Truma, candle lighting at 516, everybody.